0: Today, I am talking to the fantastic Brittany Johnson. Brittany is working full time while she's undertaking her doctorate. And today she shares some thoughts and some insights into that process and that kind of juggle. And we talk about uh, protecting your energy. We talk about finding your productive moments. And we also give a big shout out to Brittany's mum and dad. So, I do hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hello, Brittany. Hello! Thank you so, so much for being here. While you are stuck in a traffic jam. I'm loving it. I know. (laughs) See, this is how committed you are. And I think that's brilliant. Always. Um, Always have to be. And I am just so delighted. You are an incredibly busy person, as we're going to be discussing in a minute. And I am so grateful that you have taken the time to come and um,
1: talk to us. I'm glad to be here. I, I mean, I'm grateful that you reached out to have me talk. Oh, i bless you. So honoured. No, see,
0: I've just confessed because I've been, I've been stalking you on Instagram for a while. I've been following you, and you are just such a ray of sunshine, just so gorgeous, and have such generosity of spirit in terms of taking us mm. with you on your PhD journey. And I am so delighted that I'm going to tell more people about the brilliant stuff that you're doing and um oh, so and they're going to get to get to find out about you so um hooray and thank you yeah. really just genuinely I'm so grateful for you taking the time
1: oh anytime that's what um, we're here for
0: so we see be careful now because I'll be ringing you up all the time now you would be like go away yes.
1: oh no I don't <laughs> mind honestly that's me i am talked too much and when people are like Hit, reach out to me anytime I'm like mm. I'm always hitting you up and now you're probably <laughs> super annoyed at me. So this is probably good for both of
0: us. Exactly. See, no cuz <laughs> I'm that person too. I mean, there's a there's a there's a meme going around, isn't there, in terms of the um it says, you know, p- please don't there's someone with a sign on their back saying, "Please don't come and talk to me because I lack self-discipline and I'll just talk to you yeah. for 2 hours." That yes. is me. It's yes. me.
1: Yes. That's, what I do. That's why I can't do homework. I can't write papers with people because all I do is talk and I'm like, <laughs> "Great, I just wasted a whole day." talking to you about absolutely nothing at
0: all. But see it's never wasted though is it? it's never wasted time when you're talking to someone I, I feel.
1: Um, I don't think so but people probably hate it that I'm distracting them.
0: <laughs> but today we're going to be so disciplined it's going to be amazing because we're going to we're going yes. to get it we're going to pack it all into 20 minutes it's going to be awesome. Yes fingers crossed. <laughs> so we always start with asking people about their PhD journey so their journey into the PhD and then kind of through it, and you're you're in it at the moment. So, tell us tell us about your story.
1: Um. Okay. Gosh, that question never gets easier. um no. yeah, But so yes, I'm Brittany, and I'm 26 years old, LA native. Um. So currently, I am a second grade teacher. I work as a diversity and equity and inclusion chair for um the grade levels that at my school elementary school here in Los Angeles. And I'm in my or are about to start my third year in my doctoral program, which is going to be in educational leadership, administration and policy from Pepperdine University. So just quickly, I mean, my passion is education. That is yes. what I love to yes. do, love to talk about, love to be about um, at any point of my day. And I found that out through volunteering um, as a tutor at the elementary school my younger siblings were going to while I was in high school and while I was in college. Um, and in my undergrad, I was a political science major, and so that brought me into a lot of like debates and opportunities to advocate or promote social change in the education sector. Um, and that that kind of is what sparked it for me. I initially was going to go to law school and. Do some type of law, which I found, which I thought would be a great career path for me. For me, because like I said, I love to talk, I love mm. to be involved in policy work. Um, but even in my own political science classes, there was just some topics that, of discussion that happened where others around me just had a lack of understanding on history, um, on current events that were happening during the time, and that just inspired me to work towards working to bring forth some understanding of experiences of the past and also present practices that Mm -hmm. shape our world currently. Mm -hmm. Um, So from there, um, you know, I finished up my BA in poli-sci, but then I went and got my master's in education, got my teaching credential, um, and then, you know, taught during COVID, still teaching now. I absolutely love being a teacher, and I can't wait to start school in September because I miss my little kids. They're my favorite. Um, but yeah, and you know, I love doing research. I love, you know, I'm a qualitative researcher because I love to talk, I love to interview. (laughs) Um, and so I just want to keep seeing how um to find out ways to do urban planning equity, implement diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in schools, um, and just how to train leaders how to create a cultural um environment where everyone feels welcomed and safe and Able to share their experiences to be, you know, better people in this world, regardless of if they're in kindergarten or if they're in college. Um, So that's kind of what led me to my doctoral program. I am currently starting on my dissertation and trying to also, you know, stay up to date on my Netflix shows, work out, (laughs) you know, sleep, take a nap, uh, walk my dog. So that's kind of that's kind of where I am right now.
0: Oh, I love this. I love this. And you got your passion just shines through your, as you talk about it. You say in the, your work on Instagram, this, this sense of passion and drive that you have is so beautiful. Um, and oh, also, so beautiful. as you, you just said there at the end, in terms of this kind of holistic approach, that actually you are all about living your life, your whole life. Um, <laughs> yes. And you encourage people to do that. that. That is all part of who you are as a human being and not just the 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 PhD researcher, there's this in terms of this particular project that you're on, it's there's a mm-hmm. there's a whole other world out there. And I just I love it. Being excited about the whole of life and a bigger
1: experience. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I feel like you have to be because you know you can get so sucked into like your passion, which is important. Um but I think I learned at some like during my master's program that I couldn't let that completely consume me and Mm. just be like, I guess my identity in a way, Mm. like that it could be a piece of me, but it didn't have to be like every piece of me. Mm. Um, Just because, you know, being a political science major and working with diversity and inclusion initiatives, um, there's a lot of heavy topics that you're constantly Mm. talking about and that you're, you know, trying to stay up to date on, you're always immersed in the news. And, you know, during the past, you know, three to five years, that has been pretty heavy for, mm. for me. And then mm. also, you know, just the United States, I feel like has just been a blast. It have been mm. a hot topic of conversation these mm. past couple of years. Um, mm. And I honestly, I had to, I started going to therapy and was very depressed and I was like why is this happening and I came out of that kind of realizing that because I was letting my work consume so much of my life and become my life that I wasn't balancing also taking a step away from it and being able to compartmentalize a bit of and that I can still be a professional I can still be a researcher or an academic and still have a social life to where I can still laugh and enjoy the people around me and my family, and you know, being authentically living through all the intersections of my life. Mm. Um, and that's what kind of inspired this page because I've learned so much from all the academic pages I follow. Um, but I also was like, but there can be a balance. It doesn't always just have to be work, work, work. Because you know, the days I'm not posting on Instagram, it's because I'm taking a nap or I'm just hanging out with my family or you know, it's being a normal person. And I think that's important to to share as well, that we're not just always working because it's not sustainable and it shouldn't have to be like that, I think.
0: Oh, no. I love napping. Absolutely love it. And um, it's, it's productive work, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. <laughs> but actually, there's, seriously with that, you talk about, you talk about protecting your energy and um and this sense of this this energy that sits as fundamental to you as a person which also mm-hmm. leads to your work but you're not doing it because of your work but this sense of looking after that energy and it it seems that the things that you are doing that feed your energy that um that nurture you and inspire you uh i say it is inspiring to see that on your on your page um and we will we, we'll have a link <laughs> um, we'll have a link to the page so that people can people can see what we see what we're talking about um, oh good. <laughs> but you but yeah, that protect, helps. yeah well that protects your energy piece was part of because you did a post about um doing a doctorate and having a full time job which is the experience that you are living right now doing a doctorate and having a full time job mm, okay that's full on. Um, and part of it was part of part of what you said there was about protecting your energy and needing to look after yourself. But I, I wonder whether you can talk to us more about yeah. that journey. Doctorate and full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blimey. Yes, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a laugh. That's all, that's all we need to know.
1: People ask me, they're like, How are you doing this? A full-time job and working on your doctorate. And I'm Like, I I don't know. I don't know either. Because (laughs) when when I first decided to apply to get my doctorate, it was something I always wanted to do. Um, But I thought, you know, I'll wait a little bit after my master's. And then COVID hit. And I was like, well, who knows how long we'll be in quarantine. I might as well just start it now. Um, So that played a huge role that I was working from home. And had that ability to juggle my schedule a little easier. Um, but also I, I worked throughout my time in undergrad. Um, I had internships. Um, I also was on the track and field team. So I always have had this kind of like, go, 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 Amazing. um, lifestyle. Cause I, I, I don't know. I like to be busy un, until I'm sleepy. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, but Um, I always have been working, always moving fast. So when I applied, I kind of was like, you know what? Whenever we go back to work, it'll be fine. It's like, what's the difference? You know, I never really took the time to reflect on how the different level of commitment needed in getting a doctorate. Um, But once we were, um, you know, emerging out of quarantine, that's when I really um, had to sit down and figure out the best ways for me to be able to do both. because. Um, my program is not fully funded. Um, so to be able to afford it, I had to take student loans and I, and I have to work. And once that, you know, was decided, I was like, all right, we're doing this thing. Um, and that's kind of what led me to share that post on how I manage it both. Um, because I know there are people who maybe are like me who, you know have to work to be able to afford it yeah um or and maybe it's it seems like it's too it's super scary or not attainable and I wanted to just like share that you know it is and and yes it's tiring and sometimes you have to miss out on certain events to finish work or you know just to rest because you are exhausted Mm. um but the payoff is so great because you're getting to do all the things you love to do, right? Um, I love to teach and I love seeing my second graders every morning. And, you know, they ask me, they're like, how's school? Did you do your homework? And I'm like, yeah, did you do your homework? So that's motivating for me and it's encouraging to me. And then when I go to class, I'm learning so many new things that I get to bring into my classroom. So it's it's I really get the best of both. Um, and even when I'm tired, it, it's worth it. Um, but protecting my energy is definitely, like you said, the, the biggest piece of it. Um, because, oh, you know, you're, you're still a student. So people want you to work sometimes for free. Mm. Um, and no matter if you have a high degree, you know, you sometimes have to start from the bottom of, you know, teaching a class under one of your professors for free. and presenting at conferences that you have to pay for. And, you know, your home space also becomes your workspace sometimes, um, if you don't always want to go to a coffee shop or library. So I think just learning that if it's not something that's going to help my progress, whether that's progress academically, professionally, or just like giving you that peace of mind, like, is this going to give me more anxiety or or like, you know, maybe ease up a little on it, then I don't waste my time on it. You know, you know, Mm -hmm. creating those boundaries to conserve energy to pursue the goals that I want, whether that's a goal to travel, like that means I have to work hard all week so that I can travel on the weekend Mm -hmm. or a goal to teach a class. That means I have to, you know, maybe I don't get to go out with my friends because I'm going to plan a lesson for a graduate class so that I can present it to a teacher and hopefully she lets me do it um so just mm. you know prioritizing what is going to get you to like the purpose that you want for yourself mm. um and sometimes that's working full-time while in school um yes yeah also, <laughs> also just
0: as a side note that it's not okay that people are getting exploited just to note that no
1: agree <laughs> highly
0: agreed that is is am trying
1: not to go on like rancid
0: <laughs> no no no. but I think I think it's really important I think it's really important that we right. speak out about this but but to acknowledge that actually there, there there's a system and you you want to I, I think this advice to kind of say think about how that serves you does it and in right. fact does it serve you and if it doesn't serve you to so have those boundaries in place I think that's so important and a really yes yes to that right. yes to that
1: right Yes, um, and thank you for pointing that out though, because that is, that is super important because that mm-hmm. is a problem of how, you know, people aren't able to, I guess, infiltrate academia or even be able to be a part of it because they can't afford a yes. $400 conference yeah. or a, a teacher won't pay them to research with them over the summer. And yeah. it's like, well, do I research and get more builders for my resume or do I work to be able to afford rent it's it's not right and I agree with that which is another reason why why yes I do work full-time because it does also offer me the opportunities to present at conferences and pay for them and then also you know research for free with other professors because they won't pay Mm. (laughs) so Mm. it's like the trade-off I guess in some instances
0: and we're gonna, you know, we, it's, we we need to agitate to to shake that up a little bit. But in the meantime, yeah. in the meantime, <laughs> there was there was lots of other thoughts that you had. So this sense of protecting your energy was a was a big one. But there were some other thoughts that that you shared around that this kind of this working and and full
1: time and and working on the doctor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I also think, and I say this in in so many different posts that knowing your peak productivity hours is Mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times it seems as though we're supposed to be able to be productive all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's just not possible. Like, it's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, I know I am a morning person and I can wake up at 5 a.m., work out, you know, and just hit the ground running and know that I can work from seven to at least sometime in the afternoon wow. um but I and I also know that once it hits like three thirty, my brain is is like dead uh. even if I didn't do work that day even if I just sat on the couch all day once it hits like three thirty, my brain is tired and I'm not as productive like right. I can do you know tasks that require minimal brain power like doing returns to target or you know, sifting through emails. Right. Um, but it's like when you know yourself and yeah. know when you're most productive, that's when you schedule your work. Um, no so if you're most productive at midnight and you're like a night owl and that's when you can crank out work, honestly, I I advocate for it. Like do it. Mm. If, if you know that's when you can be most productive, say from, maybe start a little earlier if you have to do work the next day and say, I'll start from 10, mm. do like some busy work, like maybe start getting all my literature out and re- like read through what I've already typed out. So when your peak of midnight hits, you're going to just slam nice out man. typing out a paragraph or two, you mm-hmm. know, um, but forcing yourself to be productive, I feel like is more detrimental because then you end up just, you know, typing, whatever, going back over it later and being like, what the heck was I talking about? Like, you know, I, yes, I yes. feel like you should take advantage of when to do your high priority tasks or those like mundane tasks, you know, and, and schedule those out. Um, because mm-hmm. the only way you're going to be able to do it is keeping a, keeping yourself on a schedule. Um, you know, yes. it, it, like I'm, I'm super visual. Um, so I have my calendar. Everything I do is on my calendar. Or in my like bullet journal, even when it's like 30 minutes on Duolingo, like I put that in my calendar because when you see it, it makes it real. And then, you know, like, okay, I can do Duolingo at night when I'm, you know, can just chill on the couch and go over these new vocab words. Um, You know, as compared to at 9 a.m., I'm going to be grinding out a literature review and, and highlighting and annotating. Um, so I think that's super huge too, is like knowing yourself and not trying to change when you're productive or what being productive means to you based on other people. Because that's, I feel like it's only gonna make you tired and then you're gonna work up, wind up working when you are most productive anyway. So you might as well just know yourself and get to it when you can.
0: Love it. And I love this, this sense of th- th- this acceptance and self-knowledge and self-acceptance and it's kind of this is this is who I am this is when I do this and and this sense of kind of being really honest with yourself and being yes. a good a good boss for yourself <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah and and sometimes it's it doesn't work that's another thing I'm sorry I'm just like speaking now but like I think honestly <laughs> being so honest with yourself I loved when you said that like just and just taking it a day at a time mm-hmm. and you know I have a tendency to look weeks sometimes years down the road oh yeah um which I've which I've had to you know really journal about really like vent to my mom about mm-hmm. um my friends are like slow down Brittany and and that's something you know it's like written on sticky notes at my house I put it in my journal like it's my screensaver And just knowing, like, take it a day at a time, because even if you see yourself somewhere in a year, each, you're still going to have to live each day, right? And there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but if you're committed to it, you'll finish, you know, and you'll finish at the pace you were supposed to and how you were supposed to. So if it, it makes life more manageable to take a day, take it a day at a time. Right and and know that you know what I did my best to to tell myself I was going to write two paragraphs today and all I did was order Doordash and watch a movie and that's okay and knowing like not to beat yourself up about it and you know realize how much you have done be proud of yourself in that moment you know you can still look at your to do list because I do it still and I'm like there's so much on there. Um, But you know, right on your to-do list, sometimes take a break, like write that on there. And then you can cross that out and be like, yep, I did one thing. I took a break because I bet you the next day, even though you're a little bit more anxious about not having those two paragraphs written, you'll get it done the next day and maybe even more. And you'll be happier doing it because you were given a break. So I think that's so vital
0: oh my goodness see this is why this is by people this is why I wanted Brittany here how gorgeous is this <laughs> this is positivity we just need you on 24 hour play right oh I my god this. I love this um, <laughs> you will finish and you will finish when you were supposed to and in the way that you were supposed to yes yeah. yes yes yeah. yes. <laughs> that's what I hope
1: that's I mean thank you I mean I just want like that's what it is and I mean I'm not going to say that I'm always this positive because (laughs) I do, I do. I mean, 95% of the time, I'm probably this upbeat and positive. um, Because, you know, that's just the person I am. But there are moments where I'm like, I can't do it. I'm Mm. like calling my mom crying, like, why am I doing this? I just want to quit. And, and I do feel like, you know, I don't know what's going on. And classmates are talking and I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, did I miss a reading? Like I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I do feel inadequate. But again, if you're committed to it and you put it in the work, you're gonna finish when you're supposed to and how you're supposed to. Like that is just something I feel like I've learned literally in this past year from just like seeing myself for all the work that I've put into it because sure there's geniuses in my class and I'm like I want to be like you but it's like okay use them as a resource and do your best to, you know mirror their you know ability to intake knowledge but you know getting a doctorate isn't just about being the smartest person yeah. in the room it's about yeah. the commitment the passion the drive the desire to make something bigger than you happen And if you are committed to that, it will get done. That, Mm. like that, that just is it. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I think, I think, because I haven't finished yet, but I think that's it.
0: (laughs) And I think the thing is that if you have been accepted, what saying. if you've been accepted on a doctoral program, that is because they know that you can do it, and so and you can do it. You can do it. Can do it. Um, it Oh, yes.
1: I love that you can like that's literally all I like want to tell people like you totally can do it because I had so many people like like even my mentor teachers who have like wrote my letters of recommendation to my master's program once I was like you know what I want to get a doctorate can you write me another one I had a couple of them tell me like I don't think you're ready I don't think you should it's not the right time and it was discouraging because these are people I looked up to and people I worked with, and you know it kind of it mean back to my parents who my mom and dad are the best. Shout out to them; they're awesome. Oh um, yes. But them being like them, just being like, "Go for it! If you don't get in, you don't get in. But if you do, then hey, let's get started." And you know that was that was it. I was like, "Yeah, you're right." You know, and once I got my first acceptance letter you know, you, you end up surprising yourself um, and, you know, saying like, you know what, obviously these people see the potential in me regardless of my age. Cause that was a big thing. Um, I was 23 at the time and they were like, you can't do it. You're too young. And I was kind of like, well, why am I too young? Why am I going to wait to do something I know I want to do? And, and, and you know, why, why do I have to be 45 to, research why can't i do that now and have more of my life to share the things that matter to me with other people you know and i think like yeah what you said was so big that if people like there are going to be people who see it in you and there will be people who don't but the ones who do like the ones who are going to accept you into these programs they're the ones that you know that you can start looking to for advice and encouragement and and just go do it because you can. I and mean, it's so possible. It's more than possible for sure. I love
0: it. I love it. And I love the shout out to mom and dad. And I love
1: <laughs> shout out to mom and dad.
0: Well, and that your mom has been, you've mentioned your mom a few times in terms of having that team, that support team, so important. So important. Oh
1: yeah. Um, I'm like, you're getting the dedication. Don't worry, mom, because oh my goodness. I'm like the amount of time she has probably just bombard, been bombarded by me about school she's like can you just give it a break I'm sure she's like I'm super proud of you but I, you like I've been in school since kindergarten and I'm sure she's ready for me to be done too <laughs> I'm sure she's like okay yeah, sure mom
0: she's getting <laughs> she's gonna get such a big hat for graduation though. she's
1: like oh I'm, yes. I'm done I'm, <laughs> I'm done now <laughs> yes she is I'm like I'm taking her to dinner. It's it's all about her. She's Amazing. she is a trooper. Amazing. Right now, before we started, we both confessed
0: that we are chatters. We are chatters, and we need to be strict. And so yeah. we now we're coming up to time now. And you shared so much good stuff about this this sense of of the importance of your energy and your own productivity, being a, a good boss, and for yourself, looking after yourself. Um and that this this is inevitable success if, is inevitable um, mm-hmm. but i wonder if there's if there's one thing it's very unkind of me because oh, i do see the end of um, every every episode and it is unkind but this sense of it, is, is there one thing <laughs> a top tip for people to take away
1: mm. you know <laughs> i think the top tips oh gosh Okay, is it okay if I share two? They'll be really Yeah, fast. go on, go on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the first thing I would say is try to find a community, whether that's in the classroom or outside the classroom. Um, find that community. You can find online forums of students and they don't have to be doctoral students, uh, just a community of people to study with, to vent to, you know, to share your accomplishments with. I mean, You know your parents are proud of you. I know, like I said, my mom, she, my dad, they're proud of me. But when I'm like, I just finished my lit review. They're like, good for you. You know, but only a person who's you know been doing has done multiple lit reviews understands the amount of work and just like exhaustion and like term internal turmoil you go through trying to find your themes and buckets. So find that group that can celebrate with you and also be there for you when you're a little low. Because they get it, yeah. you know. I I think that is so big, and it's so great to just have around. Um, like, there's people I've never even met in real life before that, like I message on Instagram or LinkedIn, and and it's so great to just have that. Yeah. Um. And yeah. then the last thing I would say is just to remember that in that community that we're all on this similar journey of trying to pursue this like higher degree. Um, Mm -hmm. But we may each need to take a different path to get there. Mm -hmm. So just to do what's best for you to protect like your mind, your body, your spirit, as you pursue that, because it gets hard not trying to, or trying, yeah, trying not to compare yourself to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, how do they balance this? How do they do that? How does she know this? You know, they're so much older than me. They're wiser than me. Um, You know, even, even for me, I'm always like people, I I admire people who are the last people to speak. And I read all these books on how to be a good leader. And, and I just can't help but to always be talking. And I really try. <laughs> um, and, you know, that comes with like, you know, your leadership style and all the stuff we talk about in school. But, you know, there's always going to be something you admire about others. Um, but you can't compare yourself because you've gotten yourself this far being who you are. Um, so, you know, we each are going to take a different way to reach this similar goal but you have to do what's best for you like always so those are my two top tips for sure but I have recently learned and I'm like do that
0: (laughs) so beautiful thank you so much for your generosity of spirit for your well just your gorgeous energy um thank you so much and thank thank you all for listening